In today's episode of the Health Collective podcast, we're talking with Kyle Sprides, who runs Soul Gazing Photography, a visual storytelling and content marketing business, and the author of Amazon bestseller, Decide Your Destiny. Kyle talks to us about how we can actually decide our destiny rather than having our destiny dictated to us. Now, if you need any help with changing your own destiny in your health, whether it's your mental, emotional, or physical health, head to our website, thehealthandfitnesscoach.com, to learn about how our coaching can help you change whatever path you're on in your health and create a body that you love, that you desire, and that you're inspired to be in every single day. In the meantime, enjoy Kyle, enjoy the episode. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Kyle runs Soul Gazing Photography, which is a visual storytelling and content marketing business that works with business owners looking to grow and make authentic, lasting impact in the minds, hearts and souls of those who they wish to send their message to. Kyle's also the author of an Amazon bestseller, Decide Your Destiny, looking at essentially living out a dream life and really creating a destiny that you choose, you create, rather than just one that is one of reaction that never feels completely in your control. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. And he really looks at extracting the full potential in the individual by providing the spiritual strength and manifesting the ability to get what people want out of their remaining heartbeats on this spinning rock that we call earth. So first of all, massive welcome to Kyle all the way from Australia. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And I'm tuning in from the bottom left of Australia. So a town called Albany. Love it. So we all all need to descend upon Albany for our next summer holiday. I love it. (laughs) So (laughs) Kyle, what I'd like to do first is just to understand a bit of your background that got you into what you do today. So soul gazing photography, which is this one side, this sort of content marketing. And then we've also got deciding your destiny, which is this author, slightly different kind of route of business that you've got going. So what was it that inspired you to write this book, to start the photography company? What was it in you or what moment in your life really inspired those two visions that you have? Great question. Rita, I think that there was people that inspired me in my life. It was my step-grandparents, my stepfather, my cousin in South Africa, who I looked up to like an older brother. And it was people mixed with difficult times that really, 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 really inspired me to to do to do something more than than average, I guess, than than just wash washing along in the currents of, you know, whoever's decisions they may be so i think for me my my life was quite i guess diverse and different you know born in johannesburg south africa my mother was an international model she was on the sets the likes of charlie's theron going around the world and then i was being raised in the back of a a pub in my my, my granny's pub and you know and kind of just sleeping on the back couch there and socializing interacting with the adults and just kind of having my own little community base and you know i, I do remember some of those years and I, I i was very social as a young kid i, I seemed to be able to socialize 
with the adults very freely and very easily, mm. which which is great. And that was good until I came to Australia where I, you know, my mum went around the world, met an Australian man and brought me to Australia. And, you know, he wanted me to be in Australia because he thought it was safer for me than being in South Africa. And so, you know, he, uh, you know, coming to Australia, my, my being social and everything changed because I wasn't around my known environment. I was in a very unknown, unusual, strange environment, strange because I I couldn't really connect to it. And so mm-hmm. for me, I found that, you know, quite difficult at first. And then, but but luckily enough, I had two brilliant step-grandparents. And for anybody watching the video, you can see them behind me. And my step-grandmother had this, I was walking up the stairs and she could see me clutching this, this teddy up the stairs. And she said, she had this feeling that shot through her body and the sensation, this message from God saying that she was going to be important in my life. And then like 12 years later, she was very important in my life. And both my grandparents were very important in my life when I was basically at the age of 14 out on the streets and I had nowhere to go, skipped a couple of trains and I found myself down at my grandparents' house in the middle of the night knocking on their door and they welcomed me and they welcomed me into their home, they welcomed me into their hearts, they welcomed me into their, you know, we were always welcoming their family, but they really welcomed me in. And they raised me as, as one of their own kids. You know, they 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 said we look at you like a son of ours, and and I, they were my stable parents. And so I would go back to Africa every so often, and 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 my the person I'd look up to is like an older brother of mine, Elaine, was murdered, and and you know in a in um, robbery, uh, and and so he would fill the room, feel the room, he'd feel the joy of everybody, and. And he just had this giving, abundant energy, and, and it reminded me of my 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 stepdad Clive as well. You know, they, they just their their beings on this feel full, you know, full of them with joy and happiness and laughter, and they'd walk in, and everyone would just suddenly lift, everyone would get two inches taller. It was just yeah, you know, incredible. And so, you know, him like passing away, like I remember it just being a, a message to me. And now I've not now I've not only got to live with live for me, I've got to live for the the legacy, legacy, you know, I got, I got to take his message and, and like carry the baton, you know, and mm-hmm. so uh, I guess I found that sort of obligation, you know, if he can show up and shine and and do that, then I've got to show up and shine and 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 be be in that way, which which I, I wasn't in my teenage years, inward bound because of you know years of abuse, mental, physical, emotional abuse, and and challenges, and I just the only way I knew how to handle it was to go inward, so I went inward. And I believe I festered a dis-ease in my body. I created a dis-ease and I found myself um, at 18 in an, in an induced coma with a major bug eating a major hole into, into my heart. Um, and in terms of what inspired both photography and, and destiny, Clivey, my step-grandfather, two months before I was in that hospital, I was still in school and I was just sitting on the couch in my grandfather's lounge room and he he created he's an architect so he created that lounge room created that space and the light was you know flooding through the the, the lounge room kiss in the side of his face and he turned to me at this big boy screen and he said decide your destiny and i said what clive what are you saying and he said decide your destiny i said what are we talking about mate and he said make sure that whatever you do in your life that you decide your destiny and obviously the 18 year old kid that went in one ear went out the other and it only came back to me seven years later uh, you know through through deep through going over to Sydney, spending time with him, holding his hand as he passed away, um, 
and then coming back, you know, it's basically going from the east coast of of the country all the way over to the west coast of the country, um, you know, back and sitting on the edge of my bed and just saying, deep in prayer, just saying, God, ether, Jesus, you know, energy source, I just want to get on path. I just want to do the good work that you sent me here to do. Um, and then that book came out of like my my visual peripheral and it had on the title, it's Decide Your Destiny. And then I had the photo of, of when I first came to Australia and that um, in my ear I heard uh, share your story. And so that's what influenced me to then go, okay, what is Decide Your Destiny? What was my grandfather talking about? What does he mean by this? What, you know, like what have I learned over, you know, at that point I had seven years managing major health and every, you know, going into procedures, going into reception rooms, always looking at longevity. How can I stretch my life out? What can I, you know, sit in patient rooms with everyone over 80 and you're this, you know, 20-year-old kid. And so, you know, I had to kind of go, okay, what is destiny? What does what, what deciding my destiny mean? And then I had to kind of backwards engineer um, where I had done that in my life, who helped me along the line, those lines. Um, and then that's where the book came from. I love it. So it sounds like for you, there was a huge amount of turmoil through your adolescence, through your childhood, which had a really key impact on who you are today. And one of the things that I would sort of want to guide your destiny is a great phrase, great title for a book. But what do you classify destiny to actually be? Because there'll be a lot of people listening to this who are highly logical people who know that cause and effect and we move through life, we make a choice as an effect that comes out of it. But destiny has an almost energetic or spiritual sense about it. And a lot of people won't necessarily relate with that word. So hmm. what would you describe destiny to me? Destination. So yeah, exactly. You've got your left and you've got your right brain. And, and I just, I, I will the words you know, destiny, your decide. And when I speak on it, I, I usually just, you're right. When I read the book and I was going and sitting down with people and, you know, some of them were clients, you know, of mine in, in my, you know, marketing, like photography and video marketing business. And, and I, I would talk about the book I'm writing and I'd get some, you know, all that, how should I say, shuffling and, oh, what is destiny? How Who are you to know about destiny? You're a young buck, you know, what do you, what do you think you're talking about? And so um, I got a lot you know, reverberate. Um, and so, wh- what I poise it to be is a destination that you're lining yourself up with. So, for me, you know, I had 14 years of kind of being shown the wrong way to raise or be raised, the wrong way to live out your life, the way to live as a victim on this planet, um, the way to be at an effect on this planet and spread you know, n- nothing of goodness on this planet. And then I got 14 years, 30 now, so I got, you know, 14 years uh, or so from my grandparent really kind of teaching me other ways, teaching me, hey, you're not a victim. Um, hey, you've got an obligation uh, with your time on this planet. Um, you know, you, it's a lot more joyful if you, you're social, you know, because I would ask my par- my grandparents questions and I'd say, what's the biggest difference between our my generation uh, and your generation, you know, while well, we were a lot more social, you know, we'd go and we'd babysit, you know, neighbors' kids, and we'd go to this event, we'd go to that event, we'd help, help out there. We were always interacting with our neighbors. People were always over at each other's houses. Um, you know, th- they were social contact between 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 beings. So, um, 
that's what I talk about. When destiny is what's that destination? You know, it's basically like for analytical, it's throwing a fishing line into the ocean, you know, or into a pond that you want to be in, and then pulling yourself forward to that future rather than pulling a fish out of that pond, pulling yourself forward to that future. And and the you know the of of a, of a string is because we can have times where you know something in the media hits us or we get some bad news in our personal life or you know someone might go on a bender you know three a friend might come over and then all this sort of stuff you can you can wane off target um but as long as you keep coming back to that target and you know what that target is it's essential because if you don't live by principles and morals and ethics then anything goes and you know, and I've had friends like that in your own, oh, what happened? Oh, you know, go figure. They, they're selling drugs. They start doing this. They start doing that. They start hanging around with this crowd. They, oh, one of them, you know, and these are people from my school in the same year as me. You know, one of them was in, was in prison for a little while. And, and, you know, like we would always try and as a group, as a cohort, try and help those people or we could see, literally see where their destiny was taking them. Like this kid, if he keeps behaving like this, if he keeps hanging around, you know, these sorts of gang thuggy sort of people is going to end up like in, in this in this situation. And that's where I think it's really important that you do have principles and morals, ethics and 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 foundational things. And you know, you don't have to, you know, because something bad is said at, you know, like so for instance, um at at my, my grandparents at, at their um they had a new preach preacher um mm. saying like you know bad things about you know, people that were gay. And so they kind of decided, all right, we're going to step away from our church for a little while because um, we don't really agree with this preaching. And they stepped away. And then when he, like, eventually left, they went back to the church, so the, to their church, you know, and they got what they got from their church. But they chew up their roles and, and ethics work. And so mm-hmm. you don't throw the, you know, I think we live in a world where everyone throws the baby out of the bathwater or we hear one quote from one person and then we just denote them. And I think. The important thing about having that destination, having your destiny, is that you have your your way to the left and right, but you'll keep coming back to that mm. that 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 direction that you're wanting to to go towards. Absolutely, and I think what you said, um, you know, going off on a bender or whatever it might be, but as long as you come back, you know, it's yeah. the analogy I would always use is if you're going from I don't know Scotland to Hawaii there yeah. is someone driving that plane piloting that plane who's constantly course correcting it isn't a straight line it's a constant being buffeted by the wind the turbulence and course correcting at every step and knowing that that's where you need to get to regardless of what happens along the way so i, I and you've spoken a lot about your youth as well as other people's around you and almost seeing their destination at such a young tender age. So what do you see in the generations now, the youth of today? What do you see as maybe most challenging for them? Obviously, I know that we're in different countries, but there's probably a lot of similarities. And what do you do or can you suggest that other people listening do to help, you know, those kids, those teenagers create destinations that serve them moving forward? Yeah, uh, great question. I, I think is, you know, protecting your mind and having that sanctuary as you, of your mind. And um, when my 
my passed away you know my, my there would be my, my auntie had a kind of shrine or, or, or logo to remember him you know and that would be the, the location where there'd be photos and everything like that and so um you know and and, and i think that's how like you got to treat our minds because you know when i was and i'm yeah i'm only 30 but it shows you how fast the world's changed but when i was you know growing up a lot of the impurities that people that affected my life you know some definitely would have come from TV and different sort of things, but a lot of it was drugs and alcohol and physical things that, you know, like people people take and them all up. But for now, looking at the youth, it's like there's so many impurities online. There's so many impurities, you know, and, and, and much very hard to see a clear path. You know, in my grandparents' age, they could trust they could trust societal structures to serve them or they 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 at least felt a lot more confident. And it's no surprise or it's no it's not new news that people have lost a lot of faith in institutions and and and, and societal structures that are meant to guide us so mm-hmm. i think it's very very important we start to become the authority over our own lives and figure out all right how do i you know i go to this person and he tells me this i go to that person he tells me this i go to this person he tells me this like i'll be going in five different like locations like like I don't even know where to go, and so I think it's very important that we 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 um, be very aware of how easy we can get sucked into feeds of 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 fin and 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 kind of binding powers that pull you in and become and and you become a mental slave, and mm-hmm. be very aware of those shackles and break them off as soon as you can, and then also find great people you know around you. I think one of the greatest things about writing. The book was that one of the things during during the um you know coaching and training and learning and, and it was oh you know get on podcasts and and a lot of those podcasts I've met people that have become friends and you know like have different you know political uh religious uh you know different beliefs across the spectrum but you know we come back to hey personal growth how can I be my higher self if I'm at my higher self then I can serve my community how can I you know like that then um you know, kind of principles that, that, that are important. And I think, you know, it's, it's a poor order to think that you're going to find friends and family connections that are going to think and believe and, and have like the same uh, views as you, especially if we're always told, don't talk about religion, don't talk about sex, don't talk about money, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. You know, like it's going to be hard to find those people that are on the exact same page, but if you can find people that have similar values and principles and, Hey, you know, as long as you, you know, as long as you're not harming people, as long as you're not trying to force, you know, your way on people, as long as you're, you know, you're respectful, like, like, you know, like we can get along. I think that's what the youth need to find is they need to find those, not, not, not get or, you know, you know, hoods, but like, you know, or like, um, you know, band, but, you know, you need to find people that you can collaborate with. I think that's the thing. We're in a collaborative economy where, hey, it's not, just I don't have just these three channels of getting my message out. I've got all these channels. And if I collaborate with people, help raise them up, then I can raise up. And then that's how we can get towards our goal. Everything that you just said about the collaboration is sort of really rings true, especially as we were talking about sort of youth or, 
whatever that word means, you know, generations um, to come, because there does tend to be this, and I think it's shifting globally, but there has been for quite a while a this is me and I need to push Mm. myself and kind of screw everybody else that gets in the way. And I think Mm. what we're seeing, and correct me if I'm wrong in Australia, but uh, at least in the UK and the US, there's now almost what one generation Z now or whatever this next one is. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I'm not sure like yeah. which letter we're on. It seems to be very much a collaboration of global unity. So there tends yeah. it, it's like it's sort of starting to shift. So yeah. as someone, you know, sort of to to sharp, that was a very quick 20 minutes today. That went really, really fast. What I'd really need to do is give us just from someone who came from a very challenging background and has done almost flipped that around, what if if listening to this, who feels that their destiny is decided, that I've come from no money, I've come from socio socioeconomic sort of poverty, and my destiny will be, you know, a terrible one. What would you say is a good first step for someone who is maybe of that generation feeling like that to start to decide their own destiny i'd say and it might be a cold hard you know head hitting the floor sort of embrace but i'd say always steer yourself towards truth we can steer ourselves towards feelings and comfort and for me you know there's times in my life um i was a victim and you know i could be a victim tomorrow like it's easy to go into those things you, you know you can go back into that into those circles and you go there because we get some sort of feeling, you know, if you fall, uh, someone put this really brilliant for me, like if so, if you, um, you just drive straight past them, but if they fall over, all measure of people will come over and go, oh, like, let me help you out. Let me help you out. So he, they're a victim over. And in that victim, they're a victim of that, that moment, they are getting love and they are getting attention. And so you can understand why the victim mentality is so treasured or, or or align ourselves with it and i'd say that comes from a feeling bang and that comes from maybe not knowing other ways to get love and other ways to to get attention um, or to to attention so i'd say always go for truth because truth might hurt more it might sting more it might hit you in the face more um but it's going to guide you in the right direction and for me i mean i, I basically i had to go at four, make a call and go you know this person is, you know, my parent. My, you know, like, like I'm supposed to live with them. I'm supposed to be around them. But, like, this, the truth is, this is not how a parent treats a kid. And as much manipulation and you know, mental trickery and and witchcraft, I had to go. What's the truth here? The truth is, I cannot blossom and grow, and I can't even live any longer in this. So I need to I need to remove myself from this these lies, and I found that easy to do that. And I know a lot of people that don't find it as easy, or they go, oh, "I know this person at fourteen; they would never have had that." But you don't know, you know, if you've got that pressure, um, you might. And I think sometimes you have to apply that pressure on yourself. Uh, and if you end up and people told you like, "Oh, you know, scarcity, um, that, you know, abundance doesn't exist," rah, 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 then you need to like go and take a drive in a wealthy, abundant neighborhood and go and it. What's the truth here? There is abundance. There are people. There's people living greater than me. There's people living not as good as me. But the truth is there. But I've been brought up with this little boxed in 
lie. And I think that's what I'd say, always go towards truth. Well, what a fantastic note to end on. Uh, always go towards truth, no matter how uncomfortable or painful it might feel. So look, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us um, all the way from uh, Aussie. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And as always, if you need any information um, about Kyle or what he does, then all of that will be in the description of today's episode. So feel free to go and check him out, whether it's his book or marketing uh, company. But also, let me just say big thank you to all of you for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode.